right, it's Sunday night. It's the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? How's your week been? Because you Do said it. you were you said you were sick. Yes, it's been very challenging to say the very least. You know, I'm I'm not one of those one of those guys that will complain and bitch and moan to everybody when he's sick. Um. But this particular cold was just absolutely vile. Um, so when did that happen? When did you get sick? Um, it started on Wednesday. And then I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> no, originally I thought it was allergies because, you know, it, it's starting to get consistently warm where I am. And uh, typically around the change of the season, when I typically get sick the most, right? So um, I was absolutely certain it was allergies. And then um, and then on either Thursday or Friday, I tried to go outside, and I only lasted 10 minutes. And it was a beautiful day. So the fact that I only lasted 10 minutes should tell you right there that I was uh, – that I was fucked up, to say the very least. Um, you have COVID. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your mother's not a doctor, okay? <laughs> she, she, she might be a conspiracy theorist at this point, but she's certainly not a medical doctor. Did you do the test? Um, and I'm not no. asking, like, serious, a serious question. No, it, it wasn't necessary because... Neither did I, right? Because you saw last Saturday I had that ridiculous cough going. Yes. And uh, on Sunday everything started. And automatically I get the, you have COVID. I'm like, no, I don't. It's a cold. Yeah. And I was telling you off air, we're going to scale it back to 30 years. 18-year-old Elio wakes up with a sore throat. It's best you stay home from school. You have, a, you have a cold. How come 30 years later, if I have a sore throat, it's cold. It's not a cold. It's COVID. Well, um, you know, I'm not going to get too political on this show because, quite frankly, you know, when politics infiltrates my own personal hobbies, yeah. I tend to get pissed off. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's interesting how, like, 30 years is, like, like, one thing just changes all of a sudden. Yeah, and, um, and you know, COVID, for good reason, um, you know, t- took the world completely by surprise. So, it's like, I can understand the reaction, but at the same, at the same time, it's a little bit ridiculous looking back on it now that we're, you know, on the outskirts of getting out of this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. But long story short, I don't have COVID. Um, I can still taste things. So, so, what stage are you at of your call? Of your call, are you like uh, feeling how better or or? I think. I think um, I'm just now entering stage three um, because last night was the absolute worst I've ever dealt with. Oh, I mean, it's one that, of those nights where you at, where you constantly got up. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hate those. And it, it just, um, you know, like earlier today, we jumped on to test something out. Um, and then after that, I went to sleep for two hours. Like, that, that doesn't happen to me usually in the middle of the, of the day. I don't have to do that. So that, that tells you right there that I was not uh, feeling too well. But uh, without going too long on our respective ailments, we are in good enough shape to do what we usually do on these shows, which is justifiably uh, rip apart weekly television wrestling. No, I was just I was just about to say that. Um, like before we jumped on, I was I was watching a started watching a movie. I, I don't know why. Um, I have these Christmas movies on my list. I've had them on since December on my to be watch list. So I'm like one by one, I was slowly going through them, and I was watching the a Christmas horror story. God. With uh, Santa and Krampus. So, I... Oh, Christ. I'm going to see what that's all about after the show. But, that's something else. Um, Tonight, we have the Weekend Wrestling with the usual shows. Uh, We have my next uh, list of WrestleMania rankings. This is 16 to 26. A revamped version of Time Warp. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And, of course, the guest theme. Absolutely. All right, so we see we get into this this week in wrestling with Monday Night Raw. Let me just pull up my list here. So, Monday Night Raw. Oh, God. You know what? I'm going to say between Raw and SmackDown, Raw is the better show but uh, SmackDown, because SmackDown is just bad. Well, yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest here. Um, I think both shows are bad. Um, usually, on a week-to-week basis, I would say that Raw is worse than SmackDown because there is that third hour. And, you know, that sometimes that show just goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, and it's like, good Lord, um, you know, can someone feed me a bullet, please? Um, <laughs> what? But um, but on this particular uh, week, I would have to say that SmackDown was atrocious, which is why I chose to review SmackDown. Um, overall, because I'm sure you'll find my rant to be entertaining. And I figured since we haven't recorded in a while, I owe you guys a good rant. Um, so you, you shall not be disappointed. And so we let's get into the high points and low points. Um, for me, the one of the high points I had was Cody, the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins uh, segment at the top of the show. Uh, RK Bro and the Street Profits. Theory defeating Finn Balor was a surprise. They put the U.S. title on him. Yeah, well, it was about time. And hopefully, hopefully, since it's very obvious that um, they are striving the rocket to Theory, um, hopefully this means that by giving him the, the title, the title will... Um, 
by extension get some prestige. Um, but having said that, I just have too much experience with how WWE has handled their mid-card titles over the last decade. So if, if you're asking me if I'm optimistic, the answer is no. Um, but, you know, we have seen that Siri is Vincent Mann's boy. So um, we'll see if... We'll see if the um, if the championship gets any shine by proxy, but I don't, I'm not holding my breath. And another high point they gave was to the Cody Rhodes Kevin Owens match. One note I did have: I really liked uh, the Ed- Edge's promo. And did you catch this? Because is this the name they're going with? I hope not. But uh, Mount the Mountain of Omnipotence. Well, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think that that's the name of the stable. I think that's I just... certainly hope not. I mean, this is WWE, man. Look, well, I'll tell you what. To your point, if it is, that's horrific. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't see that being the name of a, of a stable because. Um, we're going to do this on Tuesday because we're going to wait to see if Rhea Ripley joins the, the group on Monday night. So Tuesday, we're, the post that we're putting out is a picture of Edge, Damien Priest, and possibly Rhea Ripley. And we're going to call that post, Name This Stable. Well, um... At, th- at this point, it's, um, and, and, no, I'm, I'm not saying this in, in reference to Edge, because Edge looks awesome, and his, his presentation has always been on point, but in terms of, in terms of Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, they look like some hot topic models, it's like, shut the fuck up, go away. What? Wait, you don't like this? What? With with their look now, talking about talking about Damian Priest, um, but um, I like what they're doing with him. I like the I like the presentation of him. No, I I like this look that he's got going. Well. And, and you know, hopefully they'll uh, they'll prove me wrong. But right, but right now it's just no. I mean, and especially when AJ Styles was being interviewed, the lights flicker and Edge and Priest attack him. That's some Ministry of Darkness vibes right there. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. I love that. Yeah, I do too. For low points, I have the the lie detector. I actually would have would have called that a high point. I I found that tremendously entertaining. And the wedding. Oh my god. Okay. So, uh, so can I use that to segue into mine, or do you have any more to add? Uh, no, that's about it. And I just had that Bianca Belair Sonia Deville segment. It was just my other low point. That's it. Okay, and um, on a lot of that, I'd have to agree with you, but 
the low point of all low points is that wedding segment <laughs> stuff. Oh my. I mean, Elio, to, to be honest with you, and, and ladies and gentlemen, usually, usually this is where I would where I would assume an entertaining pose and, and make Elio laugh. But I'm I'm being very serious when when I tell you this. This is this is not. This has not been the podcast that's being entertaining. I'm, I'm dead serious. Um, you know, as I've told you guys uh, many times since the inception of this podcast, I am the only one in my family who's a wrestling fan. And as a result, I, I, I get ridiculed from time to time regarding my love for professional wrestling. Largely because they don't understand the outfits, and and you know, every time my mom comes in the room, it seems like the ladies are on my TV. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> um, you know, and um, he's doing work, mom. And well, she was wondering what kind of work I'm doing. No, I'm kidding. Um, but um, it's one of the drawbacks of being 33 and having to live at your parents' house because of a disability problem. But, um, but you know, lately, and we've seen a lot of this, um, there are certain segments where I hope and I pray that they don't come in because I'm embarrassed to, to be watching this and have this shit be associated with me. And, um, and the wedding segment was one of those where it was just like, are you shitting me? Yeah. Like, like, okay, please, you know, we have to get rid of the 24-7 title. That is, that is a foregone conclusion. It is the most asinine um, title I've ever seen. You know, and, I, and I, I know it's, you know, it's this generation's answer to the hardcore title. I don't give a fuck. Get rid of it. It is embarrassing. If I have to see Akira Tozawa and Tamina make out again, I think I might just puke. (laughs) Every single person in that um, in that segment, not including Sasha Banks and R-Truth and Naomi. Can Sasha Banks, please, can we do something with Sasha Banks always crying? Yeah, it's really really bad. But the thing is, the thing is, you know, I think by and large, the people in that segment are going to be on Nick Khan's uh, post WrestleMania cut budget cut list. Um, which while we're at it, can we add the twenty four seven title to the budget cut list and throw it in the trash can and set it on fire and have it die, please? Nope. Um. Because uh, it's just atrocious. So so there's that. And trust me, I could go on a rant a half hour long just based on the 24/7 title. But I don't have I don't have the energy to do that because I haven't slept very well the last week. It's been very challenging. So I'm going to try to keep this show um, as crisp and tight as I possibly can. Um, so. It goes without saying that that's a low point. Um, and then some other low points that I had. 
what are they doing with with this new Ezekiel char- character with with the former Elias? That's not Elias. That's Ezekiel. Didn't you hear the way I presented the question? I know you, dipshit. Uh, No, but don't call him the former Elias. That's not Elias. Oh, God. (laughs) He he even said it on the the lie detector. He was telling the truth. Kevin Owens was paid Chad Gable 150 Canadian dollars. Which okay, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. So while while we're on the while we're on the subject, um, how, how much is 150 Canadian dollars compared to 150 U.S. dollars? Like, what's the? Okay, I I I can tell you that because I already did this. I have the currency conversion on my phone. I did it the uh, the other night. Um, okay. One hundred and fifty Canadian dollars is one hundred and eighteen U.S. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think uh, I think Mr. Gable needs to increase his rate. <laughs> now, now, that being said, um, the uh, the lie detector segment was one of my high points, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the actual the actual match. Between Ezekiel and Gable was a low point. Um, just no, uh, we don't need to see that. And then um, I also I didn't I didn't like RK Bro versus Street Profits. I've I've seen much better matches from them. And anything with with Omos is a low point. Oh, geez, we need an arm wrestling match tomorrow. Oh, God. And, um, so high points was Cody Rhodes versus uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens. Now, I'm talking in terms of the match itself, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the way that that was pulled off in terms of actual wrestling was great. No complaints. However, in terms of predictability, this company can guess my left nut. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Because, what? Because, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> because if, if anyone below the age of, of, of you know, 10 tells me that they didn't see that coming a mile away in terms of Kevin Owens being the quote-unquote surprise opponent for Cody. Shut up. I know, right? Yeah, like, just just shut the fuck up. Who else was he going to be? Right? Like, all, all night they were, they were like, who's the mystery opponent going to be? We know who's going to be. So, you know, so that, that was... Um, that was interesting, but like I said, the actual uh, main event was good. Um, and then the other uh, the other high point I had was Siri and uh, Finn Balor. But other than that, um, the rest of it was low point. Sorry, going going back to Elias thing. Um, there was this someone posted this okay, and uh, one of the guys posted in the group chat okay. 
What if there was never an Elias? What if it was Ezekiel all along? Elias never existed. Oh God, these virgin motherfuckers <laughs> gotta get a life. I swear, I swear I'm to God. Like, don't, don't give them any ideas. Please, let, let's not. Alright, so is that all we have for Raw? Yes. Alright, so we're going to move on to NXT. Um, okay. I mean, the show overall was okay. Uh, so my high points, I gave it to Legado del Fantasma versus... Um, Gibson and Drake. They are no longer called the Grizzled Young Veterans. What? Yeah. They're no longer called Grizzled Young Veterans. They're called... They're going by Gibson and Drake. Go fuck yourself. Not you. I'm talking about... Raul Mendoza also has a new uh, name. What is it? Uh, Cruz del Toro. God, <laughs> right? I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm. Don't get me wrong, Elio. I'm having fun. I'm glad I'm physically able to come on here and shoot the shit with you tonight. But you know, in terms of capturing my interest, Cruz del Toro and Gibson and Drake ain't getting it done. Right, uh, but like the match itself, Legado and uh, Grizzling Young Veterans is a high point. Another one is Santos Escobar versus Carmelo Hayes. Natalia and Tatum Paxley was a good match. And I believe I'm not a fan of Pretty Deadly, but um, yeah, that one uh, I initially had it up there, but no, I just don't like. And I don't know why Loomis and Hudson are still a tag team. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know why this current version of NXT exists. I mean, I, I every time we mention NXT, I could go on the same rant and make it entertaining every single time. You I guys mean, do, there are some parts that are good, but for the most part, some of this doesn't make sense. Pretty deadly. I'm not a fan of. Like when I first saw them, I used to refer to them as Dolph Ziggler's younger brothers because that's who what they look like. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. So, uh, yeah, low points was the, their celebration at the top of the show, which was a complete mess because it resulted in a huge brawl between the the pretty deadly GYV and uh, the Creed brothers. Another low point is Tiffany Strand versus Saray. This was just bad. This new revamped version of Saray is terrible. And and I'm not being a smartass, but why was it necessary to revamp Saray in the first place? She just got there not too long ago. I don't know. Like, sure, her initial uh, was the Empress of the Sun or something uh, when she was in the UK. So I don't know why they felt the need to revamp her and give her this storyline where she's Wearing her grandmother's uh, medallion or whatever that gives her powers. What the fuck? 
Grayson Waller and Sango was another one. But this is one that I really enjoyed. J.C. Jane and Roxanne Perez. And if you don't... And if you... you not, I believe I already told you who Roxanne Perez is. But yeah, for, Roxy. Yeah, for those who don't know, that is Roxy from ROH. So she did well. She picked up the win in this one after J.C. Jane was distracted. By um, Wendy Chu appearing on uh, the on the screen, and uh, she uh, totally turned the uh, Toxic Attraction's dressing room upside down. I can't tell you how disinterested I am in Wendy Chu. And, and okay, Braun throughout the night, Braun Breaker was looking for Joe Gacy. Okay, this the this ending confused me. Okay, because. Throughout the night, like he he went into this one room, he found a he found a cage. He heard his dad's voice saying how he was proud of him, like for winning his match, and that that was obviously a recording. Then later on, he went into another room. There were like all these mirrors, and all of a sudden, like Joe Gacy's image appeared from behind him, and he then he smashed all the mirrors. <laughs> This is the this is the confusing part. The last segment. Joe Gacy's out in the arena, okay? And, and Brian Breaker comes out. Joe Gacy has the ring. He's going to give it back to Brian Breaker. He just wants one thing in return. He wants an NXT championship match. Oh, how imaginative. Uh... <laughs> Nobody on earth could have seen that coming. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm staggered. Here we go. No, here, here, the confusion continues because so he's got his match. He he takes the ring. He puts it in Braun's pocket. Okay, then he wants one more thing. He wants Braun Breaker to take a leap of faith. What he does. He pushes Braun Breaker off the stage. Breaker falls down into that, whatever that area is, uh, off the stage. The stage. And yeah. all of a sudden these druids pile in on him, and I don't know what was going on there after. Oh, God. It was so weird. Help me understand the bullshittery, Elio. Help me. <laughs> You know, like I like I said, I there are weeks where like there are some good on this show, but weeks where I just don't understand what they're doing. Well, I don't either. But good grief! So anyway, we're gonna move on to AEW. Ben, what do you have for us? Oh yeah, we're we're done with NXT now. I, I we're, can't. We're done. I, yeah. I can't. I can't express my excitement over that fact. <laughs> now, now that you don't do a bang up job with the reviews, I just you know I'm I'm coming off a cold and I damn near was nodding off. Um, but AEW Dynamite people, um, this was this was a better show than I was expecting it to be. I have to tell you the truth. Okay. Uh, right off, right off the bat, uh, CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. That was a that was a high point. Yep. Dustin Rhodes is 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 much more, much better than I thought he was in terms of wrestling. 
uh, you know, I never, I, I never saw him as a bad wrestler. It's just he was always a character-driven deal, and not so much in ring. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but uh, with with this presentation, with the natural Dustin Rhodes, holy shit! The fact that he can still do what he does at his age, yeah. Uh, you know, hats off to you, my friend, because Jesus Christ. I don't know if I could do it if I was if I was fifty seven years old. Um, and then the other the other high point I had was um was Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, now I will freely admit to you that I was floored that Kyle won the match let alone won the match clean in just under 13 minutes. Um, so I was a little bit uh, confused because this means that um, this means that both Adam Cole and Kyle are both in the Owen Hart tournament, which um, we'll get into Adam Cole's match on... Um, on Rampage. Wait, wait, this is this was a qualifier match. Yeah, so I was right. I, I was really surprised. Yeah, see, I, I I didn't know that because have they shown the brackets or? Um, no, I haven't seen a lot of the brackets. I've just heard them mention okay. that this is an Owen Hart tournament qualifier match. Okay. Um, but it it was a very good match, so. Um, tip of the caps to them for sure. Um, uh, a low point was, um, and I hate to do this because you know how I feel about the former Vanessa Bourne. Uh, yeah. But, um, Britt Baker versus Danielle Camilla didn't really do it for me. No, it was a low point. That hurt me to put that as a low point. <laughs> Anthony Henry versus Hook. Ugh. Uh, low point. The Butcher versus Warlow. Low point. You know what? I actually have that as my high point. Only because, like, those four power bombs that the Butcher took, that guy's not a small guy. And for Warlow to pick him up and give him four power bombs. Well, you know, and. and I guess I guess I'll present the other side of this. I like the story that they're trying to tell with Wardlow, so I I understand why they're presenting him the way that they are. Yeah, it's just that I feel like Wardlow is so much more talented than what we're seeing. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, but outside of the uh, Excuse me. Outside of the MMA style fight he had with uh, Jack, with uh, Jake Hager, I almost said Jack Swagger, but this is AEW. Thank Christ, so Jake Hager. Um, you know, a lot of his matches have been uh, squash matches, and this yeah. was just another one. So, so you know, I'm willing to let that pass until we see the. Um, the climax of this of the story between MJF and Warlow. But we really have to stop with MJF and all the pig stuff. That's getting uh, tired. 
Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I hate to do this because I love this stable, but another low point is Blackpool Combat Club versus uh, Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, and Lee Moriarty. Now, Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty, they are extremely talented, but I'm, I don't see it with Brock Anderson. No, you just got there. Like, how many matches did he have on Dynamite? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know, but... Uh, is this the match where Danhausen showed up? Uh, let me, let me look. Let me see. Because I saw, I, I saw a video where Danhausen was in the ring and John Moxley was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um... I'm not, I'm not seeing that. I, I know, okay, that, I know. That must have been a, like a, a rampage uh, match yeah, I, or something. I think, I think what you're referring to is um, Dan Housen's big work with Hook. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I didn't, I didn't see that part. Um, no, I must be uh, getting that confused with another match that took place on Rampage, maybe. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that's all the high points and low points I had for... Uh, yeah, for basically, yeah, I had the same as you. I had the same as you, so we're good. Okay, very good. So on to SmackDown. What do we got? Uh, Oh my god, holy sweet Jesus. <laughs> Help me understand the madness. No one, I was sick, Elio, because I was subjected to this bullshit on a Friday night. Good job. Now, la- ladies and gentlemen, you know, you could call me cynical, you could call me, you know, a, a WWE complainer, whatever, and, and part of that is true. But when I complain about WWE, I honestly believe that it is for legitimate reasons, and I don't complain just to complain. But how could I not? Actually, before before I get into any high points, low points, let, let me ask you a, a question, Elio. Just just in general. Okay. So. I know, I know. We kind of mentioned this earlier on in the show, uh, but just, just so it's, it's fresh on everybody's mind. On on a week to week basis, which show do you think is worse, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. Absolutely, I uh, I I can definitely see that. Although I would say it's Raw, but I can definitely see that. But. To your point, Elio, oh my, my dear God. Let me let me break this down for you because we got a lot of content coming up in in May with the with the two with the two pay per views. You know, uh, backlash. I shall not I shall not call it WrestleMania backlash because that just makes me ill. <laughs> and then we have the fun stuff with AEW Double or Nothing. So between between the preview shows and and the reaction shows for that, we got a busy uh, month coming up in May, which will compensate for uh, for 
both of us missing time on on the airways if due to being sick. Um, but you know, we're less than two weeks away from the next pay per view, and I I hate I hate to be a downer, or even more of a downer on a Friday night, Elio. But we we don't have a challenger for Roman Reigns yet. Even though he holds two championships, we will by next week because uh, those uh, that show was already taped uh, on Friday night. Yeah, and you know, I I, I know who the um, I know who the challenger is. Do you just want to go ahead and reveal that right now? Drew McIntyre. <laughs> We've seen that before. Uh, you know, here's the, th- here's the thing. And, and that, that was the main event uh, when they were up here in Toronto on March 27th. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I am saying exactly. I don't live there. But um, but I'm, I'm just saying that, um, you know, we, we've seen that before. We've seen this feud over the, over the uh, latter part of 2021. Um. But, but here's the thing for me, Elio. I love what they're doing with with the heel character that is Roman Reigns. The work that he's doing is tremendous. I don't want that to get lost in any in any part of the argument that I am about to make because this version of Roman Reigns is by far the best version that we've seen. Uh, he definitely is operating on a different level right now. My concern with um, what they're doing with, with um, him by putting both titles on him, one, that leads me to believe that we're going to get an oversaturation of Roman Reigns at some point uh, to to rival the levels that he had before he turned heel because – before he turned heel, I was about to throw a, a, a brick at my TV every time Roman Reigns showed up because I was just so sick of it. Um, but, you know, this really does illustrate a problem with WWE for me. Does it make sense for Roman to be in the position that he's in? Absolutely. But it also exposes a weakness of WWE when you have one guy holding both titles and you don't have a challenger for him until less than a week before a pay-per-view that's being branded as a WrestleMania backlash. And I believe me, guys, I understand that this is not WrestleMania. I wish to, I wish to God that WWE would stop with all the WrestleMania stuff because there's only one WrestleMania, you know. Um, there's no WrestleMania SmackDown. There's no WrestleMania Raw. There's no WrestleMania Backlash. Shut the fuck up. It's WrestleMania. Leave it alone and, and move the fuck on. I, I, that, that, that's where I'm at with everything. Um, but if you're going to, to put WrestleMania on this pay-per-view as well, then it better be it better be something good and um, you know the whole big selling point for WrestleMania 
for 92 especially was, you know, the unification match between Brock and, and Reigns. And I've already given my opinion on, on that match. I thought it was a miss. Um, but, uh, but say what you want to about the match. It accomplished what it was designed to do. My question, my question following this match is what now? Because now we're we're three four weeks removed from WrestleMania, and you have you have your two world titles in a stagnant position because we don't have an opponent for Roman Reigns yet. And 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 the other thing, and I swear I'm gonna let Elio talk. I'm I'm just you know you you can see I've been waiting to get on the air. Um, over these last couple of weeks while I've been away. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's very frustrating to me because every single time the WWE does something that I can agree with and get behind, such as unifying the titles, it's like, it's like they don't know what to do after that. It's like, it's like, Long-term booking and long-term planning doesn't exist. If you're going to do this, I, I, I told the people listening before before all this went down that I understood why they were doing it, but there's going to be some drawbacks if you actually pull that trigger. And um, I, think, I think we're seeing the drawbacks now because who is left for Roman Reigns, Elio? Who's left? Cody Rhodes is the only one I can think of that would uh, that could beat him, or yeah. Seth Roll- or Seth Rollins. Well, and, and those are those are two very good picks. Um, but um, I just I'm I'm not thrilled with. Um, with what I'm uh, with what what I'm seeing from uh, the world title situation, because right as of right now, you know, um, with with Roman being a double champion, doesn't that doesn't that seemingly dictate that he would be on both shows mm-hmm. consistently? Yeah. And right now, he's still predominantly on SmackDown. So that leaves Monday Night Raw in limbo at the top of the at the top of the card. And right now your top title on that brand is the United States Championship. And I'm sorry, whether whether or not Mr. McMahon's bitch is holding it or not, um, the the US title has not been booked in a way where it can it can hold up as a top title in the absence of a world title scenario on Monday Night Raw. So, I I have have deep concerns based on where they're going right now. So, So, is 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 that it for your high points or points? Oh, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. I was in a state because, uh, like, it sounded like your rent was over there. I, well, no, there was a raise on one section. 
Okay, yeah. that was like, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not the end of it. <laughs> no, 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 I came prepared. Um, but yeah, this, um, so now that, now that we're, now that we have the world title scenario kind of, um, kind of figured out for this evening, let me get into the actual high points and low points of, of SmackDown, as I'm supposed to do. Um, the low point right off the bat is this Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda Rousey bullshit. It was bad. It was fucking atrocious. I thought this was worse than their first contract signing when, when there was video leaked on the internet of, of Charlotte Flair taking that god-awful head bump into the table. It's just, I mean, good God. First of all, and, and you know, you guys have heard me say this before, but it bears repeating because WWE insists on shoving Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey down our throats. But let's, let's talk about Miss Flair for a minute, shall we? Are you ready for this, Elio? Yes, this is going to be the fun part of the rant here. Uh-oh. Okay, now, from a wrestling perspective, I understand why Charlotte Flair is booked the way she is, because she's very good in the ring. Nobody's taking that away from her. I'm not stupid, and I'm not blind, okay? I understand that. Minus her god-awful moonsault, which seems to be eradicated from her moveset, from an in-ring perspective, I'm not offering an argument against Charlotte Flair. Okay? But every other aspect of Charlotte Flair, you're goddamn right on, on, on voicing an argument against her. Uh, number one, I understand she's a heel, so we're, she's, she's supposed to annoy me and do all that. But number one, her voice... I can't. I can't take it. I I can't take it. Nope. Number two, her promo abilities with that voice. Her promos are bad. I swear. And every time she does that stupid oops. Oh no, that stupid uh oh. You know, and it's just like. I go, I go, uh-oh, Charlotte Flair has a fucking mic in her hand, hit the goddamn mute button. Um, you, you know, it's just, it's, it's awful, okay? And, and her, and somebody needs to help me with this, okay? Because say what you want about Charlotte Flair, it's obvious she's had some work done, but but she is a beautiful woman. I, she, she absolutely is. Um, but the way she dresses is, it, it's, it's hideous. I, I don't know if it's, if it's part of her heel gimmick or whatever. Like the Rolexes and all that shit, that makes sense. I'm cool with that. That's fun. I'm a watch guy. If I had a Rolex, I'd be rocking it every goddamn day. I, I'm a watch guy. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I am a watch guy. I, absolutely. That's cool. I have one, too. I have, I have my digital watch. Oh, my God. 
Jesus Christ. What? It's time to grow up. We don't do digital watches anymore, Elliot. My Samsung. No, no it, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm playing along. I'm playing along. Go on. We can have that conversation off the air. We, we gotta we gotta shift you into some better watch brands, um, but um, but yeah, like everything else outside of her in ring ability, which is which is obvious, needs to change from Charlotte Flair because, like, like I said, I understand heel heat, but to me that like this is not a good heel. This is like get the fuck off my screen. Kind of things. And speaking of get the fuck off my screen, let's uh, let's 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 be fair and impartial in our analysis of this segment. So, so I just gave you my bit on Charlotte Flair. Let's move on to Rhonda. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I I nodded off. Oh, I, I can't stay awake to form a train of thought. It, it's Ronda Rousey, or elsewise known as NyQuil on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I was, now this is a little bit of a sidebar, but this, this will help you explain it, will help me explain to you why I found this, uh, Segment to be so goddamn awful. So, Elio and I were talking right as we were coming on the air, and obviously you, you can probably hear it. I have a I have a cold, and it's very bad, and I've had a very bad week as a result. Um, well, today, thankfully, my brother delivered me the miracle of Dayquil. And, and as a result, I'm able to uh, come on here and entertain. And, and Elio has a shitty grin on his face because he knows <laughs> he probably knows where I'm going with this. But uh, but I like I have this delightful pack of Dayquil and Nyquil combo packs on my dresser, and I've I've taken two of those motherfuckers today. And as a result, I feel much better. And I'm on the show and we're having fun and shooting the shit. Thank God I didn't accidentally take NyQuil and go to sleep because that's exactly what Ronda Rousey makes me want to do, motherfuckers. Good God. I, I understand her name value. Don't get it twisted. And her first run in WWE... When she, when she had when she had the triple threat match at WrestleMania, that was great. Now, I to now to this day I I will I I will tell you I would have preferred a singles match between her and Becky Lynch and leave Charlotte Flair the fuck out of it. Just because she's Charlotte Flair doesn't mean she's got to be on every single goddamn main, main event that there is. You know, but but. That's another rant for another for another show. Ronda, this version of Ronda Rousey, Elio, is fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. This version of Ronda Rousey doesn't belong in wrestling. 
like I said, I understand her name value. Everybody knows what she did in the UFC. This woman is a legitimate fucking killer version of female version of Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Ronda Rousey is fucking legit, and it's no wonder why WWE wants to push her the way that she, the way that she's been pushed. I get it. The execution of that push is goddamn atrocious. She makes me want to fall asleep every time she has a mic in her goddamn hand with the way she talks. Elio, and, and you know what? You know where I'm going with this. You know why I made the Dayquil and Iquil joke. Number one, because it was fitting given my current situation. But, geez, but Jesus Christ, have you heard the way she speaks? Yo. I went to the store today. <laughs> I picked up some bread and some milk, and I was I was wheeling my daughter down the aisles, and she was modeling her little uh, you know gee, and you know we have matching geese, and she's gonna work on her white belt soon. You know, if you were bored to say that. <laughs> You know, but, but she acts like she doesn't want to be there. And, and I don't blame her, given the current state of the women's division, but but if they think that that Ronda Rousey's execution of, of a promo or her even her in-ring work at this point is doing anything to better the value of the women's division... You've got to be fucking kidding me. Somebody, whether it be Riddle or RVD or somebody, is smoking that good, good shit. Because if if someone thinks that this is good television with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, they are fucking high as fuck. And speaking, and speaking of marijuana, uh, while we're on the subject, ladies and gentlemen... WWE has officially lifted any punishments related to marijuana on the main roster. And, and this, made my, this made my news this week. You know? I, not, that I, not that I give a fuck. I don't smoke marijuana, but it's just holy shit. You know, it's like marijuana is making my my news rounds in professional wrestling. Good. It's just like, is nothing sacred these days? But anyway, that's another, uh, that's another rant. Perhaps I'm not the right person to voice that argument because I'm straight edge. But nonetheless, I shall commiserate with CM Punk a little bit later on. But, um, you know, but this thing with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, you gotta be kidding me, Elio! I can't, I can't be the only person that looks at this and goes, "What the fuck are we doing here?" No. What's your take on this? No, it's terrible. Let's see, she looks like she's bored, like she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand it. But, but moving on to, to other segments of of SmackDown. Let, let's move on to other low points, and then hopefully, hopefully we'll find a high point in there somewhere. Um, 
you know, on this particular edition of SmackDown, it might be a little challenging because, my God, it was fucking terrible. Um, oh yes, I'm, I'm so ha- I'm so happy that this was the next match on the card. Xavier Woods versus Butch. Xavier <sighs> Woods versus Butch. Who's Butch, you ask? Who's cosplaying as a 1930s paperboy? It's the former Pete Dunne. I have a question. Doesn't this outfit make him look smaller? The guy's big. What what are they doing to him? They are castrating him on live television. Now, Now, let's be fair, um, because... You know, from a wrestling perspective, he's the same guy. But the the gimmick is such horseshit that I that I have trouble not seeing him on Nick Khan's post WrestleMania budget cuts list. And that is a goddamn shame. I'm telling you right now, if Pete Dunne gets cut from WWE. Oh my god. But Butch Butch really. This is where we're going with a guy that the caliber of a Pete Dunn. You know, I I really don't like copying from other podcasts and I that's why I don't listen to them before I come on on the air and, and do this. But because of the fact that I was sick and I didn't think I'd be on the air tonight. I was I was listening to a podcast earlier on today, and and you know it. Bought up a, the the gentleman bought up a comparison that I that I rather enjoyed and I found rather funny. He compared Butch to Scrappy Doo. And I found that absolutely fucking hilarious. Because that's exactly what he that I wouldn't I don't know if I would have picked up on that myself, but that's exactly what he looks like. I mean Seamus is holding him back from mauling somebody else. Mm. It's like let me Adam Scoob, let me Adam, I gotta earn my daily Scooby snack. You know, and, and Lord, this, you know, it's segments like this that make me want to go get an Oreo and a, and, a, and a Gatorade and move on with my fucking evening. You know, because it's just ridiculous. And and you ask me why I changed the channel during SmackDown to go hunting for movies and, and find other shit to watch, such as such as the Hobbit franchise or um, or Point Break with Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze or Joker with Joaquin Phoenix or just anything other than professional wrestling, pretty much. Um, because, good God, this is terrible. And the, and the other thing, Elio, since... Butch arrived, you know, the 1930s paper boy, scrappy doo looking motherfucker. Complete with a hat that looks absolutely fucking ridiculous. 
he hasn't gotten a victory since he got since he arrived on SmackDown. I know that's shocking that WWE doesn't know how to build new talent to save their fucking life. But it, it, it's it's ridiculous. And he and he was on Raw as Pete Dunne. What was wrong with that? I don't know. Uh, what are they doing with with Gunther and and this new Ludwig? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> Moving on. So that that that's a in case you in case you couldn't catch that that's a low point. I don't understand. Uh, but, but Zia Lee is being repackaged again. Poor well, no, Zia. She, she still has the same character in The Protector, but she's a heel now. But, yeah, but now she's like, she's not going to be the Protector and whatever. It's like, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing with somebody, leave them off TV. You know, don't, don't don't do this bullshit. You know, because she's on one week, then she's off for three weeks, then she's on for one week, then she's off for four weeks, and then she's on for another two weeks. It's like what the fuck. Um, so it, it's it's really atrocious. The hut, now I will give this a high point because I did enjoy the main event of Riddle versus Jey Uso and how they were cut to the back to get. Um, to get uh, Rain's reaction as once again his lackeys fail to do the job. You know, the, the Usos, don't get me wrong, I love the Usos, but if, if you really if you really look at the job they're doing as lackeys for, for Roman Reigns in terms of accomplishing what Roman Reigns wants to accomplish outside of them being like being a, a premier tag team, because I love the Usos. Um, but they are the worst henchmen, you know, since, since you know, since, since, I mean, name a terrible 90s TV show or 80s TV show. And the Usos are worse than any henchmen you could possibly imagine. They can't get shit done. You know, you know what, you know what the Usos remind me of nowadays. What's that? They remind me of the, of the, um, of the burglars trying to climb Ralphie's fence in, in fucking a Christmas story, and and he's picking them off one by one with a red with a red rider BB gun. With with the compass and the stock, Elliot. Don't forget the compass and the stock. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it, there, there's a lot going on here that I'm not, uh, that I'm not too thrilled with. Speaking of, of not being thrilled, and, and this is another low point, I suppose, before we move on to, uh, to the last matches here. So, I want to get your thoughts on Lacey Evans. You know, she's coming back. 
And she's got this new gimmick now, which thank God she doesn't have the 1940s uh, pinup girl gimmick anymore, because that wasn't working. But what do you think of her military gimmick? And I like the, it. I like it. I like it more than I, her her yeah. past gimmick, but I'm not yeah. sure if it's I'm not sure if it's gonna work. And then um, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn was a low point because it's like, what the fuck? You know, why are these two wrestling for no reason other than to fill up TV time? But but. Uh, let, let's let's consider this. So let me read the the results to you for for SmackDown and see if you can catch a theme here. Xavier Woods beat Butch via the Backwoods, which is pretty much just a roll up. I don't know why that's a finishing move now. Mm. A roll up is a finishing move. Really. I could have a better finishing move, and I'm in a fucking wheelchair. Then we have Gunther beating Teddy Goods with the power bomb. I'm not I'm not complaining about Gunther's finisher, although I will complain about his gimmick all day long. Real BJ Uso with a backwoods, aka a small package. You dipshit. Mad Cat Moss beat Angel Garza with a punchline. What the hell is that? Oh, I know, because he's a failed comedian. I know. Have you heard his theme? It's fucking terrible. It's fucking atrocious. When I heard of him, all, all those go joke, 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 joke. Oh my god. You know what else is a joke, joke, Friday Night Smackdown. That's the punchline to end weekly TV coverage. Holy shit. There you go. And then, so our our last um, our last show of the evening, I, I can make this very quick for you, because the only high point I had was um, was Adam Cole versus um, um, Tomohiro Ishii at uh, the Stone Pitbull from NJBW. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like this guy. Every time I've seen this guy, I've liked. Him. Um. But, uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm very surprised that uh, that Kyle O'Reilly won on Dynamite, given that now Adam Cole is in the tournament as well. So if we see Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, that could get very interesting very quickly. Um, so that was definitely the match of the night. Why? Why that wasn't the main event? I'm, I'll never understand. Yeah, um, they had Jake Cargill and Marina Shafir in the main event. Because, like, I'm about to break my own rule here. Because I know, I always say, I believe this to be true. Uh, you know, world world title matches should always be, or I'll even just say, championship matches should always be in the in the main event, right? So, um. But on this occasion, given the participants, 
Can we have Adam Cole and Tomohiro Ishii in the main event? Not Jay Cargo and fucking Marina Shafir. Yeah. Now, now, granted, the the this was not nearly as bad as her last match, um, that we saw. But good God, I'll tell you what. For for all the strengths that AEW has and all the things that they do that make me so happy and proud again to be a professional wrestling fan, this women's division needs fucking help. Yep, My God, it's horrible. Now, I just sent you a video. That's uh, Imperium. They were they did an interview and they were talking. Walter was talking about his weight and uh, his uh, like his appearance. Yes, well, I well, I definitely want to check that out after the after the show gets done, um, because you know even even I mentioned it. So yeah. so is, is that all we have for the weekend wrestling? Yes, sir. All right. Um, before we move on, I actually found a couple of results here that I want to go through. One was from Impact Wrestling's uh, Rebellion Twenty Twenty Two pay per view from last night. Oh, very good. So we had on the pre-show we had two matches. We had Eddie Edwards defeating Chris Bay. And for the Impact Knockouts uh, Tag Team Championships, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood defeated the Inspiration. I know, I know that hurts your heart. Yeah, it does. I, um... <laughs> in, in, the, in the opening match of the night, we had a three-way with Steve Macklin defeating Chris Sabin and Steve... Wait, that, that, that can't be wrong. They have He can't beat himself. That doesn't make sense. Also, I would just say Steve Macklin defeated uh, Motor City Machine Guns. I think that's what it was supposed to be. Okay. Uh, okay, Taya Valkyrie defeated Diana Perazzo to become the new AAA Reina de Reina's champion. Ace Austin... Defeated Mike Bailey and Trey Miguel to become the the X Division champion. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Jonah, the former Bronson Reed. Then we had Eric Young and oh, he's had a very busy week, though. <laughs> Eric Young and Joe Doring held on to the tag team championships. When they uh, went through, it, when they uh, won the tag team gauntlet, Tasha Steeles defeated Rosemary for the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship to hold on to that title. And in the main event, Josh Alexander defeats Moose to become the new Impact Wrestling Champion. You watch Impact at all? You know what? I recorded and. I do watch it, but like it's a chore to get through because I'm so I'm so lost on that show. Like with what's going on, what stories, what it, it's confusing. It's all over the place. You have all these ROH guys there. Sorry, I, I, I 
I'm paying attention to you. I just got distracted. Okay, I'm gonna have to give my best friend a call after I got off, after I get the fuck off this show. And then he, he got a new puppy, and I was not informed. Uh oh. And then, man, yeah. WWE held two live shows last on uh, yeah last night. Saturday night's main event. Can we stop? Serenade's main event is no longer sacred to this company. It is ridiculous. So this first one they had was in Montgomery, Alabama. And we had Riddle defeating The Miz. Veer Mahan defeated R-Truth. Theory defeated Finn Balor to hold on to the U.S. Championship. Cody Rhodes defeats Seth Rollins. Street Profits defeated the Alpha Academy. Lashley defeated Omos by DQ, and Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan in a triple threat. So, so um, I, I have to wonder why they're doing a Saturday night's main event as a live event versus, like, a special. I don't know. That is so ridiculous. The, the, next, the, the other one they had was in Pennsylvania. So on this one, we had Ricochet defeating Chinder Mahal to hold on to the IC Championship. Gunther defeats Mansoor. The Usos defeated the Viking Raiders to hold on to the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Kofi Kingston defeats Sheamus. Shona Flair defeated Aliyah. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Sami Zayn. Naomi and Sasha Banks defeated Natalia and Shayna Baszler, and in the main event, Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah, they're, they're okay. So then they're definitely gonna push this Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre thing. So yeah, uh, those are the results from Saturday's main event, which I think is ridiculous to call these live events Saturday's main event. So that is all I have, uh, Ben. Uh, we say we um, take a break. Absolutely. All right, fans, we'll be back shortly. All right, we are back, Ben. So I have a list here. Now oh, I God. we we've been I've been ranking my WrestleManias by right. decades: eighties, nineties, two thousands. And we are, and we are in the two thousands. Right. So here we go. At the very bottom, so so there's there's ten WrestleManias. Okay, it's sixteen to twenty six. At the very bottom, I have WrestleMania two thousand. Yes. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yes. What a garbage pay per view that Thank was. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, I love you. Virtual hug. <laughs> okay, uh, in uh, the ninth spot at WrestleMania 22, I really didn't enjoy that one. I, I can see that. Definitely. Then I had WrestleMania 20. 
in the eighth, you know, in the seventh spot at 21. In sixth at WrestleMania 23. And here are my top five. No, sorry. Uh, there's one more before that. WrestleMania 24. I just really enjoyed that outdoor setting. Yeah, that was that was different, and I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the Undertaker versus Edge match. Yep. And of course, the uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels match was was yep. just classic storytelling. And now here we go with my top five. Number five, WrestleMania 25. Oh, that's a little... I would I wouldn't put that much higher on the list. Hold on, only because it said WrestleMania 26 was number four. Number four. Oh, boy. Uh, we got a problem here. Then you're, WrestleMania 19. Yeah, wait, 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 pump the brakes there, Spartacus. What? <laughs> what? 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 You, you, you mean to tell me that you're putting 26 ahead of 25? Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, too. You're going to put that ahead of the first one? Are you kidding me? <sighs> what? Not good? No, 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 it's not. The sequel is never better than the original, you fuck. <sighs> Alright. I had so much hope. I gave you a hug, I gave you a virtual hug. Well, okay, my top three. 19. Agreed. And number two, 18, because I was there. Uh-huh. And number one, WrestleMania 17. Okay, you redeemed yourself slightly. Slightly. I still have I still have a problem with the 25 and 26 order, but thank you. You got the, the two most important ones. You earned your virtual huggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the AEW tournament. Uh, best team this tournament. Round two matches from the left bracket. So, let me open up the matches here. In the first match, we had the Adam Cole versus the Young Bucks. And we had Adam Cole getting 69% of the votes to Thank the Young God. Bucks. To the Young Bucks, 31%. I'm so glad the Young Bucks got smoked like the overrated <laughs> bastards that they are. In the next match, Brian Danielson won 71%, while Kenny Omega got 29%. Okay, there is some justice in the wrestling world. In our third match, we had Serena Deep getting 29% and Ty Conti getting 71%. Well, both of those themes are kind of suckish to me, but yeah. And in the final match, Andrade got 42%, while Britt Baker got 58%. I agree. 
So, looking at the brackets now, we have in the quarterfinals Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson and Ty Conti versus Britt Baker on the left side. Then uh, this week coming up, we're going to be doing the right brackets and the matches in on that side. We have CM Punk versus Ruby Soho. That should Malachi, be interesting. Malachi Black versus Jamie Hayter. That's a weird fucking match. <laughs> right? Orange Cassidy versus FTR. Oh, please. Well, Orange Cassidy's going to get smoked like a joint. <laughs> and Chris Jericho versus MJF. That one, I'll be very interested to see how that one turns out. All right. All right, fans. Uh, I guess no time warp this week. We had some technical difficulties. It was a cool idea to try and uh, watch the show while it was playing. I thought it would be cool for my co-host to uh, watch along with me rather than always only uh, hearing the audio, but I guess the audio is going to work better than uh, the screen sharing video. Yeah, because, I mean, it was a wonderful idea. I loved it. Um, but uh, as, but as, as we were watching it, it was just going frame by frame. Yeah. And it was just kind of difficult. So going forward... Um, We'll be back with uh, Time Warp next week, but going forward, we're just going to keep on with this audio version. Right. Alright, so we're going to get into Guess the Theme. Absolutely. My co-host has to guess as many themes as he can in one in a minute. Ben, and uh, now of course, if you don't know, he just passed, and um, see how many you get. Are you ready? Yep. Say it, man. Pass. 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 Apollo Crews? No. Okay. Oh, um, CM Punk. The audio is low on that one. Undertaker. Chris Jericho. Alright, that last one was Tommy Dreamer, Man in the Box. So you got yeah. five. You got five. Yeah, I'm actually kind of disappointed because Man in the Box is one of my favorite songs, but I just didn't recognize it as a wrestling theme. Alright, so so you got five five correct themes in under in a, in a one minute. Alright, so. Uh, 
Looks like that brings our show to a close. Ben, we say we uh, close off for the week. Very good, man. And uh, thanks for hanging out with me. I, hopefully I wasn't too boring with my uh, just getting over my cold, but uh, I All appreciated right. a little activity today. All right, fans. That's another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Thank you for listening. I promise next week I won't be as stuffy. Welcome to the greatest